This is Transistor, a science series from PRX. I'm Genevieve Sponsler, your science podcast wrangler here at Transistor. There are some things in life that you simply can't plan for, like what happens when you develop a chronic illness in the prime of your life. This is the story of one such person and how she had no choice but to become a medical guinea pig to keep her disease at bay. Our reporter, Jack Rodolico, got close access to this story because that patient is his wife. When I'm ready, I push the button, and then we have to count. My wife sits on the edge of our bed in her underwear with a needle hovering over her thigh. She's nervous because she knows what's coming. When Christina hits the plunger, she just breathes, and I count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That one hurt. The pain of that shot, it's nothing compared with the pain Christina would feel without the drugs. Christina suffers from pretty much the rarest, hardest-to-treat manifestation of a disease that, odds are, you know nothing about. Since she got sick with Crohn's disease five years ago, doctors have thrown everything at Christina. And still, her disease has run amok, bringing chaos, fear, and uncertainty into our otherwise happy marriage. And recently, Christina and I made a series of decisions that would set her life on one of two very different roads. We had the best science at our fingertips, but ultimately, we had to choose. Which risk were we willing to take? Two distant lands, takes both my hands, never a frown with golden brown. Crohn's disease is chronic inflammation of the digestive tract, or a form of what's officially known as inflammatory bowel disease. There are more Americans living with inflammatory bowel disease than HIV, yet we talk about it much less. And that's because of the stigma attached to what we do in the bathroom. I grew up in a household where poop and fart jokes were just funny. (laughs) You know, it wasn't taboo. So I guess for the first time having Crohn's, like, poop suddenly didn't become funny. It has a very private side to it. Most people really suffer alone. The first person to pull Christina out of that isolation was this man. To answer the question of what she has suffered, it's unimaginable. How she has handled it is what's more remarkable. Dr. Dan Popowich is a surgeon at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City. And like Christina, he himself has inflammatory bowel disease. Now, the first thing you need to know about inflammatory bowel disease is that it's an autoimmune disorder. What this means is the immune system goes on a kamikaze mission. Instead of protecting you, it attacks your digestive system. Doctors soothe the inflammation in your gut by suppressing your immune system. The caliber and dose of the drug they give you 
depends on how severe your symptoms are. Whereas some people might just have some abdominal cramping and diarrhea here and there, other people could be constantly in extraordinary pain or developing abscesses and fistulas in their bottom or physically being unable to eat because they're obstructed. Christina is like many of the 1.5 million Americans living with inflammatory bowel disease in that in the prime of her life, at 26, she just woke up one day in a hellish nightmare. Her large intestine was inflamed and coated in ulcers. Her pain was surreal, and she was racing to the bathroom all day and all night. And the usual treatment, immune-suppressing drugs? I knew the drugs weren't working because every moment was a deep struggle. I was in constant pain. Walking from one room to another was challenging energetically. I just, I wasn't functioning. Well, my impression in the operating room when I met her is, wow, this is a very sick patient. She was critically ill. She, we were all very concerned about her at that moment. Crohn's is only one kind of inflammatory bowel disease. And initially, Christina was diagnosed with the other disease, ulcerative colitis, which is isolated to the large intestine. Ulcerative colitis is actually curable in a very drastic way by cutting out the large intestine entirely and replacing it with what's called a J-pouch. A J-pouch is made of the patient's own small intestine. Surgeons just reroute the end of the small intestine so it looks like a catch drain under a sink. They connect the J-pouch to the anus, and then the J-pouch acts a little like a colon. Dr. Popovich had this surgery himself, and so did Christina. It was a relief to have that diseased organ removed, but having a J-pouch, it's a smaller receptacle. You only have just a limited amount of time from the moment you feel you have to go to when you are going to go, and there's not an ability to hold it. Before J-pouch surgery, Christina was having more than 30 bowel movements a day. Then with the J-pouch, that dialed down to seven on a good day and 15 on a bad day. But those bad days, they just kept coming. Her J-pouch was constantly inflamed. The pain was debilitating. Surgery followed surgery. Of the couple thousand patients who undergo J-pouch surgery each year, only a tiny group don't find out until it's too late. They never actually had the curable ulcerative colitis. Instead, they have Crohn's disease, which is incurable and can hit anywhere in the digestive tract. And for Christina, Crohn's disease had hit her squarely in the J-pouch. And for that reason, I call her the outlier because it's the least common presentation of Crohn's disease to develop it after you've had a J-pouch for presumed ulcerative colitis. And so for somebody like Christina, she is in a very small world in terms of the people who are out there to be able to help. Christina? So Christina is an outlier, and she's on lots of drugs that don't fully control her disease. And her gastroenterologist, Corey Siegel at Dartmouth-Hitchcock in New Hampshire, thinks the best way to control the disease is with even more drugs. 
So, uh, Humira, one shot a week now, is that right? So I didn't increase it yet, mm-hmm. so we got the approval. It took Christina has two faces when confronting her illness. The doctors see her composure. But when we leave the office, I see the emotions behind that mask. I try now not to make any decisions out of fear. But it's hard because sometimes I feel like it's all about fear. Like I'm, I take the medication because I'm afraid of what I know will happen when I don't take it. And then I'm afraid to take the medication because of all the potential unknowns. Humira can lower your ability to fight infections, including tuberculosis. Serious, sometimes fatal events such as infections, lymphoma, or other types of cancer have happened. Blood, liver, and nervous system... So at this point, Christina's options seem grim. Either she risks the drugs, or she risks having to take out the J-pouch and install an ostomy bag, a bag hanging from her belly that her small intestine would dump into for the rest of her life. This is a turning point. And before deciding what to do, she and I need clarity. So we finally do this thing we have been considering doing for a couple years now. We pack our bags to make a pilgrimage to see a very unique doctor, someone his patients call J-Pouch Jesus. Welcome to Cleveland, ladies and gentlemen. The local time is approximately 11.40. We're looking for desk A30. The Cleveland Clinic is ranked number two nationally for gastroenterology and colorectal surgery. That means people sick with the worst cases of inflammatory bowel disease travel here from all over the world. And crucially for Christina, the hospital has Dr. Bo Shen. His whole practice is dedicated to patients with problematic J pouches. Hello, how are you doing, Christina? How are you doing? Thanks for coming. Have a seat. Dr. Shen enters the room with a small army of residents who silently hang on his every word. So, Christina, what things bother you most? My energy level. Energy level, okay. Did you lose weight? Being sick, yes. So, totally, how much weight you lost since the surgery? Um, I used to be 128 pounds. And when I first lost it, I was down to 97. And now I'm 113. 113, so you still have the baseline. Science is basically all about identifying patterns and placing things into categories. Outliers like Christina are confusing when isolated, but bring them together and they make sense. Listening to Dr. Shen question Christina, I feel like I'm watching science happen. He picks through her excruciating history in 15 minutes as though he's heard it all before. And then he asks her a disarming question. Christina, label your quality of life. Say that 10 would be the best, zero is worst. Well, it's a little hard to say because I feel like I came from being so sick that I feel so lucky to be alive. Um, But I guess... Sick people get used to sickness. You don't know what the real real good life should be. At At your standard, 15 years ago, your quality of life is 10. And then now compare, now, what's your quality of life now? I guess it's a six. Okay. People without Humera, what's the quality of life? One. <laughs> Dr. Shen confirms our fear that if her Crohn's disease continues to escalate, 
Christina will lose her J-pouch. Tomorrow, Dr. Shen will do a scope and examine her internally. So tonight, she has to fast and prep her gut. 200, let me check my notes, and 30 grams of Miralax. And I'm going to drink it and be up most of the night going to the bathroom. Cheers. Okay, do I go in the door that she went in? You know that smell every individual person has, especially the people you love? You know, that smell that helps you identify who they are and therefore who you are too? That smell is washed away in the OR, and the person you love comes out smelling like latex. You have a pouch here. Dr. Shen's prognosis isn't great. The J pouch is raw. He reminds us the traditional way to treat Crohn's is by suppressing the immune system. But then Dr. Shen tells us something surprising. He says there's a new school of thought. Christina could take an infusion that would actually boost her immune system. This pretty safe medicine, except a very expensive. Insurance doesn't cover it? So insurance, you have, sometimes insurance, you need to fight with it. So we present our data about two years ago in the national meeting. We, at that time, we had 37 patients that included bad pouch artists and bad Crohn's disease for the pouch. We have a success rate at the time of 50%. So this information, this idea of boosting rather than suppressing the immune system, it runs against everything we've learned about her illness. But it is a sign there are new treatments in the works for inflammatory bowel disease, treatments that work with your body, not against it. But right now, Christina needs to gamble. She has to get out of this crisis. And when we part ways with Dr. Shen, the choice between the old and new treatments is ours to make. Thank you very much. Thank you. We always remain available to you guys. Thank you. Just in case any issues come out. Okay. I okay. <clears throat> it's after 11 o'clock. We have to wake up at 4.30 to get on a plane to go back home to life. Um, I was going to say life as it was, but I don't really know. I don't really know how, how this trip is going to change us, if at all. This is, this is Crohn's disease. It, it's so ambiguous. It gets very tiresome to watch a person you love suffer. But... (sighs) Keep pushing through. When we get home to New Hampshire, Christina and I walk on the pond just outside of our house. We are both utterly exhausted, but home wraps its arms around us. We moved to this pond two years ago. We were looking for refuge. (sighs) 
Since we went to Cleveland five months ago, Christina has become a medical guinea pig. First, she took Dr. Shen's advice and got a big dose of the immune-boosting drug. And now we hope for the best. <laughs> but that same week, two huge pockets of inflammation popped up around her pouch, which meant two more surgeries. This knocked the wind out of us, and suddenly it felt too risky to try something so new. So she took the other risk and suppressed her immune system even more. One, two, three, four. The drugs got her feeling much better, but not perfect. And then, actually, during the course of reporting the story, Dr. Corey Siegel back in New Hampshire suggested something really experimental, something very safe, and something that's only been tried on a thousand or so patients with inflammatory bowel disease. Christina went into a hyperbaric oxygen chamber. This is the same chamber used to treat scuba divers who get the bends. It's a large glass tube filled with 100% oxygen under pressure, two hours a day, Monday to Friday, for two months. What day is this? Day what of what? It's day 32 of 40 days of treatment. I feel like it's a bit uh, biblical. (laughs) Truly, biblical is not a bad word for it. This treatment did what others have not. All that oxygen worked with her body. It got into her lungs, then her blood, then the lining of her gut, then saturated her most stubborn, pervasive inflammation, and healed it, mostly, for now. Feels warmer. Yeah. Right? Won't stay cold forever. There is no such thing as a decision without risk, no matter whose advice you're taking. Even though Christina is healthier now than she's been in five years, she still has some inflammation, and she's still on heavy drugs, and we don't know how long those drugs will work. I'd like to say we're hopeful medical research is on the verge of catching up with Christina's disease, but the truth is, we learned a long time ago to look to each other, not science, for hope. I'm Jack Rodolico. Since that story was created last year, we've been in touch with Jack for an update. He writes, Christina is very good, strong, healthy, and stable. She will always have the disease and a compromised immune system and somewhat low energy, but really, her turnaround is miraculous. Now, there's no such thing as a miracle cure for Crohn's, but the treatment Christina received has proved promising for others. We'll have links to more of Jack's reporting at our site, transistor.prx.org. While you're there, check out the episode called The Straight Poop, hosted by microbiologist Christina Agapakis. She visits a fecal bank and investigates the potential of fecal transplants, a procedure becoming even more common for diseases like C. diff and Crohn's. The Transistor team includes me, PRX Chief Content Officer John Barth, and Lily Bowie. This episode was mixed for Transistor by Erica Lance. 
Transistor is supported by the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, enhancing public understanding of science, technology, and economic performance. More information at sloan.org. This is PRX.